think I made a lot of promises last week. I told y'all that I was not going to be more than five minutes late to work this week. And I wasn't. And the thing is, I think I'm going to have to do even better. Because I realized it is not a compliment for your boss to be like, hey, you've only been five minutes late to work every day this week. Like, that's not the compliment you want. <sighs> so, guys, I think I'm going to have to be on time to work. I don't know how to do that. What time do you leave to be on time for work? Do you leave early? Do you make time for traffic? What do I do if I get there early? Do I sit down at my desk before my shift starts? I'll figure it out and I'll let you know. But this week was a good week though. Uh, it was a good week because I forgot my best friend's birthday. Uh, his name is Poochie and his birthday was on Wednesday the 21st. But the reason that's a good thing is because my ex-girlfriend's birthday is on the 22nd, the day afterwards. And the only reason I've remembered Poochie's birthday is because I had to remember hers. So we started dating about nine years ago and we broke up about three years ago. And ever since then, you know, we tried to maintain a friendship. And ever since then, the month of October and the beginning of November was filled with anxiety because I'll be trying to think, do I text after happy birthday? How should the happy birthday tech go? We're friends. Should I even send happy birthday now? She's dating someone. To be honest, when we first broke up, there were still feelings there. So I was like, will this text get me back with her? Like all these questions and all this anxiety for the past three years. And this year, I fucking forgot. I had no clues her birthday was coming up. And it just taught me that, like, time heals all wounds. Like, one day you'll wake up and it won't hurt as much. Uh, and at the beginning, when we first broke up, I tried to heal by going on Tinder and having sex with a lot of women. But it was time that ended up healing my heart. So if there's anything you learn this week, learn this. Hoes don't heal heartbreak. And with that being said, let me introduce your guest for this week. It's going to be Michelle Osborne. Michelle Osborne is a special guest because this is her second time being on the show, but it's y'all's first time hearing her. Why that is, is because I forgot to push record the first time she was on my show. So she's back again. Uh, Michelle is a wonderful human being. Uh, she used to be a preacher, but she walked away from the church. And here is her story. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again for Humor in Mistakes, where each week we have a guest on our show to discuss mistakes, mishaps, and missteps they made throughout life. We hope to find wisdom and a few laughs along the way. This week, I'm here with Michelle Osborne. She's a comedian. She's a triathlete. She does triathlons. Uh, she has a green thumb. She's a social worker. And she's an ex-preacher. Talk about it. Hey. <laughs> how, are you, how are you doing? I'm good. I just rushed over here from the state fair. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> you just got here. Like the show starts at 5 and you walked in at 4.58. Cutting it close. 
Yeah, I I realized it was 2018 when I couldn't make the joke I wanted to make with you because <laughs> you sent me, you're like, oh, I'm going to be here at uh, 4.58. And I was like, all right, well, we're not going to. I said, oh, we're just going to have to get started and no. Oh, we're just going to have to get started and no talking beforehand. But in previous before 2018, I was like, and no foreplay. But I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think leaving that out is 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 it, good. <laughs> it is, but in 2015, I would have made that joke and not thought twice about it. I got you. You're you're growing as a person. No, I'm not. I think I should be able to say that joke. <laughs> oh, God. we'll talk after the show. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. Uh, so, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Look, I I rode some. I rode a Ferris wheel. You did. I rode the Ferris wheel at the fair. I saw some pig races. Um. And uh, some giant watermelons. Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. Have you never been to the state fair? No, I've been to the state fair, but I've seen giant other stuff, but not a giant watermelon. Watermelon, pumpkins, uh, some sweet potatoes that children dressed up (laughs) as seals and land mermaids. Or, sorry, not land mermaids, just regular mermaids. Are you so... Are you so... uh, (laughs) Vain <laughs> about the cell, the land mermaids, which is your group, <laughs> that you refuse to acknowledge regular mermaids now? They, they don't exist. Okay. <laughs> Any mermaid that still resides in the sea, we don't like them anymore. Nope. I'll break my aerial CDs. <laughs> I don't have any, but if I did... <laughs> can I cuss on this? Uh, you can say radio cuss words. Okay. I was going to say fudge... Mer- regular mermaids. Oh, fudge mer- regular mermaids all day. <laughs> Ariel, really, really, you gave up your ability to be a, mer- a mermaid for a man. Get out of here. We're not on, doing Ariel. that. We're not doing that. And honestly, why is Ursula the bad the bad guy? You know? Yeah. Why? Just because she's a big lady. That's it. That's exactly it. It's unfair. And uh, her dad was aggressive. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, what's up with King Triton? He needs to chill out. Is that his name? Yeah. That's not even creative. (laughs) You just bought a weapon and you decided to name your name. What came first, the weapon or the name? Hmm. Yeah. Like if somebody had a gun, they call him Gunner? Yeah, King Mm -hmm. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. It is called a trident, right? That you stab people with three forks. Yeah, but his name was Triton. Oh, Triton. Yeah. I think that was like a god of the sea or something. I thought that was uh, Poseidon. Poseidon, yeah. I feel like maybe Triton's a, like a lesser god. I don't know. He's not as cool as Poseidon. Some listeners, look it up. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. Tweet at keeping it McReal. <laughs> yes, you can. Please do that. <laughs> so, so this is take two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I you had- really fudged it up last time. <laughs> I had you on the episode, uh, episode one of my first ones actually. Yeah. And halfway through the interview, I was like, I did not push record. Do I tell her I haven't pushed record and mess up the interview, or do I let her know afterwards? And I'm one of those people you ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't gonna tell you mid because what if you just broke a mic out of anger? I would have. You know, I'm a very angry person. Yeah, I didn't know. I was like, how is she gonna receive this information? <laughs> right. Right now. Yeah. It wouldn't have gone well, I'll tell you that. Okay. Well, where I started recording you at is we were talking about your family. So we can start oh, there. Okay. Let's talk about you and your fam. Whew. Who you used to be. Okay. You know, I uh, I was telling you I had a birthday yesterday. So, Happy so birthday. now uh, this is a new year. New year, new me. Really? Uh, absolutely. You should be a UFC fighter now. 
<laughs> but, um, you know, thinking about the past, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, grew up there, very religious family, uh, very Christian, legalistic, um, went to church three times a week. Why? Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. God um, don't even want you there that many times. God was getting sick of me, honestly. I, honestly, <laughs> didn't, did we make up the whole Wednesday Bible study thing as humans? You're the preacher. You should know. I feel like people just, it was probably just like a social thing. People okay. didn't have anything else to do, and they wanted to hang out in the middle of the week. Uh, that's not cool. Like Jesus said, talk to me on Sundays. That's it for two hours and go about your week. You got a lot of things to do. That's Matthew twenty-seven eighteen. Talk to it, me on Sundays. It is. <laughs> oh, God. I was about to start quoting that. See you on Sunday. Don't bother me otherwise. He's got a lot to do. He's busy dude. He's managing the world. If he's real. Exactly. Oh. oh, shit. Oh, is we going there? If she's real. Oh, she's real. Okay. Oh. Either one, the, the amalgus of Jesus. <laughs> Who I pray to the most, right? I don't pray to God a lot. I pray to Jesus a lot, right? Because okay. I feel like his dad is, like, retiring, and his son's supposed to be taking over the business. He just hasn't taken over it yet, right? It's like you want to empower Jesus to, like, get it going. Step up. You've been in second in command for a long time now. It's time to take over. Why don't you take on the throne? Why don't exactly. you grow the old white beard? Exactly. Do all that. But here's the downside of that is that in this scenario, God doesn't die, Right. He's just re- he's resting while while Jesus takes over, right? Okay. So I'm in good graces because a lot of y'all dummies be praying to God, right? <laughs> and like Jesus, is like what about me? He's like that angry rich kid who wants to take over, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm the only one out here like praying directly to him. So he's gonna remember that once he's taken over. Like I see his potential, y'all don't. Now here here's a question for you. I was talking about this earlier with some friends. Were you ever nervous that the rapture had happened? Or it was going to happen. Like, you come home, nobody's there. You're like, shoot, I think everybody got raptured and I got <laughs> left behind. <laughs> I haven't been scared that it's happened, but I've been scared that it's going to happen. Because, <laughs> like, I'd be so angry. Because so many people got to do all their dirt and then repent, mm-hmm. like, at 40 or 50. And I'm like, you come in my 20s, guy? Really? <laughs> in my 20s? <laughs> You're like, hold up, how come... Uncle Bob got to do all his stuff and repent, and you come when I'm a young person. Exactly. Yeah. Uncle Bob is 50 now. If you knew Uncle Bob in his 20s, he'd have been right here with me. <laughs> this is unfair. I was planning on getting my life together when I was 34, and <laughs> I have it all planned out. You got a plan. I got so, it planned out. I can so, do whatever I want until I'm 34. Now I got to be like, all right, it's time to chill out. So how many more years do you have? I have five, six, five. Okay. Five. Because in that scenario, I just have one. Okay. But I feel like I just started my sowing my wild oats, if you will. If you will, because like, you left the church at like thirty-one and a half. So I should get a few extra wild years. You can do whatever you want for like ten years because you <laughs> you put so much time into the church. Yeah. At the beginning, because you was really religious, right? I was really religious. But the downside of that is like, if you see a thirty thirty-eight year old woman like going wild, you feel bad for. Her. But that's that's perception, though, oh, right? Okay. I had this perception like okay. you gotta do you. Okay. I I have always said. I remember when I was a kid, right? I was like, honestly, I want to get a job to where I make enough money that I can play video games all day, and as long as I'm paying my bills, and I am a contributing member of society by paying my taxes. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that maybe for a year might take a year sabbatical and play video games. If y'all don't like it, y'all can. Uh, do other things <laughs> that I would have said in 2016. 
that. <laughs> but it's 2018, and I'm not going to tell anybody to do that to me anymore. <laughs> you're a new, you're a new person. I'm a new me. Yeah. Yeah. Can't new, get away with that. No new more. McNeil. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So. I was right. So you grew up in the church. Yes. Yes. Grew up in the church. Uh, Went to a Christian school all through, like, pre-K to 12th grade. Went to a Christian college. Uh, Went and worked at a ministry for three years in Washington, D.C. Then I was like, this isn't enough, God. Let me go to divinity school. Went to divinity school. Oh, you was devout. (laughs) I was very, I was very religious. I, you know what's funny? I drove past um, this townhouse in Durham where I used to live, drove through that neighborhood, and I remember I would wake up in the morning in the summers, walk my dog for an hour, and listen to an audio version of the Bible every morning. <laughs> I don't, I'm not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> Yo, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm so serious. I'd be, like, walking through the neighborhood, listening to, like, the Psalms, the, you know, New Testament, like, all this different Are you allowed stuff. to read the Bible out loud? Yeah, why, is that a, why not? Is, it, is that sacrilegious? Uh-uh. Oh. It's it. like you're speaking God's word. Yeah. Do you change your voice for the red <laughs> writing? <laughs> I should. You know, J- uh, Jesus has a, s- a southern accent. Really? So, yeah, so oh, so that's, that's I make it even worse. <laughs> that's why we relate. Can you do Jesus' southern accent? Uh, let's see. What's a what's a good Jesus quote? Um, let the little children come to me. Um, I would come <laughs> to him. As a child. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so you you were very religious, and yeah. then you ended up leaving the church. Spoiler alert, yeah. Um, well, yes. did, I, did I jump too far? Is there more in between that? Let's see. Yeah, so I went to divinity school, and then I graduated. Well, I did, like, social work as well at the same time. Uh, graduated. I was a pastor for a couple years. Oh, you was in it. I was in it, you yeah. You was blessing people. I presided over a few funerals. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, presided over communion a whole bunch. You sent them to the afterlife. I, I don't know. That's what the pastor does. Like, you're like the... I don't know. I was there. Okay, you were there. Okay. <laughs> I was a bystander. But, yeah, I did all the things. Are eulogies hard? Or what did you say? Are eulogies hard? I didn't... I gave, like, the... Yes, especially when you don't know the person very well. Do you just make up stuff? Like you Google them real quick, look at their Facebook? No, because it's like old people. They don't have a Facebook. It's like 92-year-old. Okay. Um, so I I'm would just curious have to, about this. So this is what happens. They die. You go meet with the family and say, are there certain things you want me to say, certain stories, certain things this person loved or didn't love or whatever. And then you kind of craft that and use like, the Bible and different stuff and kind of, like, weave the, like, personal stories in with the, like, the- theologicalness. What if they're not good? They're not Bible stories. Like, what if I have to, what if, like, one of my, let's say one of my friends dies, I'm like, oh, this dude in college one day got a bunch of strippers on our hall. And it was just, like, could you weave that story biblically? Biblically. Nah. <laughs> no, well, we took... The thing is, just to give you a background on the story, mm-hmm. we were on the hall. Oh, this is a true story. This is a very true story. <laughs> and we were on the hall my freshman year. We were like, oh, we should get some strippers. So we took up a... Collection? Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we took up a communion, a collection. We <laughs> And we turned $1. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> through the power of prayer. <laughs> through the power of prayer and collection and community. Horniness. Exactly. <laughs> Into 20 to 30 bucks. <laughs> That's not that much. Oh, it, I don't want to finish the story. <laughs> oh, um, I'll just say for our listeners out there. If you call a bunch of stripper places and all of them tell you, laugh in your face and say, no, well, you can't get a stripper for that. And then one of them, a girl answers and says, I'm going to call you back on my private number. That means she desperately needs the money and she's not going to be a very good stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a similar story. When I was in college, I, well, it's not similar. Oh, it, it doesn't involve strippers, but... This when, I was, <laughs> when I was in college, I think I thought it would be funny to like pretend like I was raising money for something uh, out like out in front of the like cafeteria at my school. Um, there was like this booth. So I made this like sign that was like build wells or I don't know something. I made up some like fake charity and like got people to like, give me money. So when you're talking about raising like 20, 30 bucks, I think I raised maybe like seven dollars or something Look at you. <laughs> this was you you weren't you in divinity school at that point i was uh no i was just an undergrad okay but yeah. you were planning on being a preacher yeah i think i hoped that people knew that i was joking uh but they still gave me my did you keep it <laughs> i don't remember i, I might have kept it okay okay yeah this was the, this was the seed that was the initial seed to get you out guess what else i'll tell you i'll confess one more thing you confess in sins yeah I'll com- oh. are you you're the pastor now all right <sighs> my boss gave me a ticket to the state fair she said hey somebody gave this to me but i'm not going to use it can you raffle it off among the staff so i started going around to all the staff people in my office like hey do you do you want to enter this raffle do you want to enter this raffle so I got through everybody who was there, but there was a bunch of people that weren't there that day. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do this tomorrow. And then I forgot about it. And then I was at work yesterday, and I was like, well, shoot, the state fair ends this weekend, and I'm going tomorrow. So <laughs> this I guess, was recent? So I guess I won the raffle. <laughs> <laughs> this was a recent sin? This happened today, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Michelle is a sinner. I kind of stole a state fair ticket. <laughs> <laughs> How far you have, I don't want to say fallen, because you're doing your own thing. How far you have come. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've changed. You've changed. New year, new me. So what caused you, so are we skipping any steps between you leaving the right. church? Um, yeah, so I was a pastor for two years. and You were doing religious deaths. Yeah, religious <laughs> And by the time I was at the second church, I was like, this is not, this is not working. This is not for me. I felt like, not to be dramatic, but I felt like everything that I appreciated about myself wasn't appreciated in my role in the church. Um, what? Why don't they appreciate kind, nice, loving, funny I don't know. People. I don't know. And just like, that was the same year that like Trump was being elected and like, I was out in rural North Carolina um, uh, with kind of a different a demographic different from me in terms of age and political persuasion. Uh, and so it was just, it was really tough. And this was what, a year and a half, two years ago? Mm-hmm, not I long. thought you walked away like five years ago. No, it was, yeah, it's very recent. And so I didn't know that. So I'm still, you know, I'm still figuring everything out. Uh, 
I'll take any tips anybody's got. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's been interesting. It's been, yeah, I'm just, like, trying to figure out, uh, like, kind of this whole new world that I didn't know was open to me. So I started th- saying things like babies first. Like, uh, oh, man, what was my ro- most recent babies first? Uh like baby's first like keg party or whatever. I had that. Okay, um, that's what baby's first. Means. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Where it's like I'm the baby because I didn't do all these things that people would normally do like 15 years earlier or whatever. Okay. You know. You did have your first keg. I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was fun. It's first... a beautiful moment. I teared up for you. <laughs> first drinking games. Okay. Um, first, uh, you know, I've been doing some like online dating and stuff, and so that's been interesting. So. It's That's just kind of cool. like this whole new... Welcome uh, to the game. Hey, it's hard. <laughs> Thank you. This game, I can help you traverse through the game if you want. Uh, I'll take any uh, any advice, any advice you got. How much swag do you have on a level of 1 to 10? Oh, man. I think I'm pretty, like, I think I'm a pretty charming person if I want to be. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I got some great pickup lines. Oh, you do? All right. For example... If you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. I like that one because it's cheesy. It's cheesy, but it'll make them smile because you had the courage to say it. Like, people don't realize that sometimes a joke is not about whether it's funny. It's the fact that you had the courage to say it Mm -hmm. and that you're unique in yourself. You know how many boring people are out here on dates? Okay, people online dating who just say, hey, why do I want to talk to you? Exactly. Or, you know what? I started tweeting every time I see someone who on their online dating profile says, if you want to know more, just ask. <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 wait. So, like, that's how it works? If I if I want to know something, I should ask about it? What? Like, Can I peep you to one of my lines? Yeah. <laughs> this is glasses specific. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say I say something like, can I tell you a joke? This, uh, can I tell you a cheesy pickup line that's going to make you smile? And if it makes you smile, we'll go get a drink. Mm-hmm. And then what I say is I say, you look so fine in your glasses that you make me want to become visually impaired. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it, uh, let me tell you, it has never failed. Because <laughs> I'm like, they're like, cause I'm like, they'll send me like the dot, dot, okay, like, I'm not going to smile. And every single time I've gotten a drink with the girl because of it. Because it makes that's sense. A, that's a good method. Okay, I got two two stories from that. Holla okay. at me. One, somebody, a guy used a pickup line on me recently that I appreciated, which was, are you a bank loan? Because you have my interest. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Two, I went out with this guy maybe like, maybe like a couple months ago. And uh, we were playing, we were, like, at a bar playing, like, darts or pool or whatever. And he was like, okay, we got to make a bet on, like, winner, loser, whatever. I was like, okay, if you All lose. All swag. I was like, if you lose, you have to spell loser in the air with your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He lost. <laughs> <laughs> Are you secretly good at darts? A- apparently. Okay. I'd say it's because I'm left-handed. I got the... Lefty advantage. True, true. Y'all get scholarships with this BS. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true? I did not get a scholarship. You did not get a scholarship from nope. being handicapped? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Nope. I just can't use regular scissors. 
Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> when I see someone writing left-handed, I get I'm like mm. you get you get mad. I get a little scared because left-handed people are supposedly smarter than the average person. That's they have true. To, they have to figure stuff out. We gotta be creative and find solutions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are y'all plotting? Your, your downfall. <laughs> exactly. If I was left-handed and there was a group of us, I'd secretly be strategizing how to take over the world mm-hmm. with all the other left-handed people. I just move the doors to the other side. Of exactly. The door. yeah. Y'all know what to do. Exactly. We have. We're not used to that. We're mm-hmm. not equipped for that. Mm-hmm. Is there a secret left-hand society? I can't tell you that. Okay. You can wink. You can wink. <laughs> I'm actually not good at winking. <laughs> okay. I really can't. <laughs> all right. So you left the church. Yes. Um, and because you didn't feel like they were, uh, they they weren't exhibiting your personality. Like y'all were starting to have differences. How was it to change your life completely? Like, cause that's a big thing. Cause I feel like that's not one of those things. You're like, oh, I decided to leave. Now I'm back. Now I'm leaving again. I'm back. Can yeah, it wasn't like a. I feel like it was like a clean breakup. It was like when I. So the last day I was a pastor was June twelfth, twenty sixteen. Yeah, seventeen. Your last sermon. Yeah, and did you I, drop the mic? I should have, but I haven't really been, you know, back in the church since then. And uh, I was telling somebody this story, and you know, all this happened around the same time I started doing improv, right? And so with improv, that was the first time I was hanging out with people, and it wasn't because we were had this like religious bond that was like connecting us. It's like something. It was like what we were creating together is what was connecting us. And and so someone was saying like, oh, so improv is your church now. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but definitely it was like some push and pull factors of like, well, these people that I'm meeting through comedy are like so great, so accepting, like value me, respect me in a way that I haven't ever felt in the church. So like why do I need to follow this belief system uh, to – Live my life, yeah. We did value you. Did. We, no, no, <laughs> no, we do. We do. We yeah. do. Yeah, but it's so that's been life changing. But I think, uh, I feel like, yeah, I'm still processing everything, but just trying to figure out, you know, there's still things that I care about in terms of like being a good person, like being a positive impact in the world, speaking out on like issues of injustice and different things like that. And so I still believe those same kind of things, but I just don't, but the reasoning behind why I do it is different. And so I feel like for me, it's like figuring out the motivation, you know, what's my motivation now and, um, and what kind of sustains me in that uh, path. Yeah. So you're switching stuff up, you're leaving, how is that breakup? Like you said, it was a clean breakup, but to get to a breakup, you have to. Are you nervous? Did it just happen? Did you just like wake up one day and you're like you know fudge the church? I'm out. I met so I started the second church I was at um, out in the country. I started in July of yeah, it must have been July of 2016. So yeah, my last sermon was June 12, 2017. Um, so. What was it about, by the way, if you don't mind me uh, asking? I think it was, like, one of Paul's letters to the church, and it was, like, him sending greetings of, like, 
goodbye, don't miss me too much. And, like, it was kind of like that. <laughs> oh, so this was, like, symbolic of you leaving. Yeah. I didn't know Paul wrote, by the way. He wrote half of the New Testament. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought all the disciples divided it up equally. No, he wrote, like, uh, Romans, First Saint Corinthians, Philippians, Galatians, uh, and then there's a bunch of books that like no, no wonder people were upset. Ju- Judas was probably like, I want to write my twelfth, and Paul keeps writing all the the damn books. <laughs> Jesus quit denying me my books. Okay, well you got a couple facts wrong there. Okay, I don't holla. know if you want to. Uh, well, Paul never actually met Jesus. Paul wasn't an apostle. He had like a conversion experience after Jesus' death and resurrection. And then Judas was dead by the Didn't time. Did he walk on water? That was Peter. Oh, P, P letters. <laughs> See, he needs to be, he should have been more distinguished in his names. Like you just going to name everybody P letters. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Judas was dead by the time Paul was writing books. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't know. There was be no jealous. beef. He didn't know to be jealous, yeah. How does. Uh, you, I don't, you know what? Let's stop because I was about to. It's getting you, in the weeds. It's getting in the weeds. <laughs> I, I was like, how did Judas die? But I'm like, never mind. He killed himself. What? Yeah. He I, hung himself. Dang, Judas. He like regretted. Uh, he did. He did. Betraying do, Jesus. Yeah. He did do a lot. <laughs> he was he was doing a lot. Yeah. He got caught too. Do you realize he was holding a knife in a picture? There was there was all at the table. The and, Last Supper. Yeah, he got caught on camera, <laughs> <laughs> on painted camera. <laughs> he held that knife for a long time in the same spot. <laughs> and Jesus, is like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Craziness. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so I interrupted you when you were talking about your sermon. I just want to know what it was about. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like a standard goodbye sermon. Uh, nothing too, nothing too fancy. I don't. Yeah, I really don't remember a lot of things I said. A lot of times when I was a pastor, because like I really hated it a lot. I would find I shouldn't confess this on the radio. I would find a lot of different sermons from like other people and kind of splice them together, add my own stuff. So. Yeah. You had a is there a ghost writing in 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 religion? Can you be there's a ghost like, writer? There's like different like blogs and uh websites you can like pull like what other people have written about certain texts and kind of like cobble it together and okay. like make your own thing if you hate writing sermons and you don't want to do this anymore. So I knew that I didn't want to do this anymore like in October. Of that year, but I had to stay until June. So that whole nine months was terrible. Um, it was off, and it was awful because I felt pressure from the church. They had had a series of pastors come through and they wanted someone stable. And like, I knew that that wasn't me. And I was just like afraid of like letting them down and like breaking their hearts and everything, even though I knew it was the best um, in that situation. So it was just like a lot of complicated factors going on but you had to put yourself first yeah yeah I mean I knew that like what the church actually needed wasn't me it was someone who was like actually wanted to be there was invested in it and like yeah how did you decide to put yourself first and worry about Mitchell 
um, well, so when I was in divinity school, just through like stress and different stuff, I ended up gaining 90 pounds um, over like the four years of grad school. So when I was a pastor that up in the country, I started like working out. A friend of mine was like becoming a trainer. So I went and worked out with him three days a week, um, ended up losing weight, did a triathlon in September, like trying to um, just stay on top of different like health stuff. Uh, not doing perfect. I still eat pizza for most meals. Oh, pizza is delicious. It's so good. But just like I feel like that's a way where like I'm kind of like giving myself permission to – uh, yeah, take care of myself in that kind of way. Put myself first, as you said. Um, but it's hard because, like, when I was when I was meeting with him, I was waking up at like you know six fifteen every day, going to work out, and then coming back, showering, do, doing work and stuff. Um, and I haven't been able to like get into that kind of rhythm um, since then, really. So just trying to figure all that out, um, I think, is important in my journey and everything. And um, yeah, just been trying to like read certain books. Uh, have you, have you heard of, uh, Ron Funches, the comedian? No. So he's this comedian and he has this podcast that he just started in the last few months called getting better. And it's all about, um, he recently lost like 140 pounds and like, was trying to just like change his life in a lot of ways. And I really recommend it. It's great. It's called Getting Better. There's no G at the end. Uh, we're not going to recommend other new path. Oh, <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> I'm okay. joking. I'm joking. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, – one of the things he talks about in his, in his podcast is vision boards, right? I always thought the vision boards were just, like, cheesy, like, put a picture of, like, a fancy kitchen you want or put a picture of – I don't know. So, like, when you hear the word vision, I think of, like – I can fly or so like a vision seems like just something so crazy. But then he's talking about uh, Ron Funches. He has a son who's like 16 and is autistic. And he's like, I want to buy a nice car for my son. I put that on my vision board. It's like, oh, okay. Well, then I can put like getting out of debt on my vision board, right? Or I can put, um, you know, climbing a mountain on my vision board or like going on a road trip. Like, I can have these, like, different goals that are attainable that I look at every day and, like, that I want to achieve and make progress on. Um, and, yeah, he in his podcast, he just talks about, like, always trying to get better at, cer- at certain things and always, like, making progress. And I appreciate that kind of mindset because I feel like it's easy to get stuck in a rut or kind of get, I don't know, just just get frustrated or feel defeated or whatever so just to like always be like looking for a little more progress and a, another podcast i listen to my favorite oh, you're gonna do a second one I'm gonna do a second <laughs> one my favorite murder uh one of the one of the hosts georgia she was talking today about like not today <laughs> the most recent episode about um effort how she'll put in like for most things in life she puts in like on a scale from one to ten she puts in a six level of effort she was like i just want to bump up my effort level like one point in some areas. So whether that's like putting the dishes up right away after dinner or like, um, you know, going to one more yoga class a week or whatever, but just like kind of that little progress. And I feel like that kind of mindset that I'm hearing from like Georgian, from Ron, um, through their podcast is like something I've been thinking about, um, as I'm going into this new year with my birthday being yesterday, going into this new year, thinking about what do I want this next year to be like? I want it to be like, progress that like maybe nobody else notices but like 
is meaningful to me. It's like little things um, that hopefully add up to like something bigger. Alex is really going to appreciate you doing the dishes now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. She's going to love that. <laughs> oh, I, p- I didn't pick that. that. Oh, you didn't that's do not, that one? That's not my energy okay, fair uh, level that I'm trying to improve. No. Okay. It's not, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about mistakes that you've made along the way. Ooh. I, honestly, I feel like I'm in my mistake-making phase, like, right now. Really? Talk about it. Like, just like what I said of, like, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, be an adult woman and, like, live my life in a way that, like, is true to who I am. And figuring out who that is, who what does being true to who I am even mean. And so, yeah, so I'm making mistakes right now just in terms of, like, uh, in terms of dating because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or in terms of, like... Uh, uh, eating pizza all the time. <laughs> We're like, whatever. Pizza um, is not a mistake. <laughs> okay. And dating is like, it's like one of those things you got to do so you can get the experience. Mm-hmm. Like soon, you're going to be like the boss level dater. Like okay. You're just going to walk in, top hat, yeah. swag through the roof, mm-hmm. you know. And well, you, you'll be able to get up in the middle of the day like, it ain't working. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very selective on like, like swiping and everything just like there's so many things that'll make me like not swipe on somebody so I I feel like I'm like pretty uh pretty picky just because like it's like look I've gone this long like without dating like I don't want like a I don't need the drama of like a skeezy dude in my life. You know, See, what I, mean? I need to, I need that. Like I need that. <laughs> I need to reset and go some time without it. So I can say, look, I've gone a year without, <laughs> so I don't have to just accept anybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I don't yeah. know. After like two months, I start sweating. Like I can't see straight. <laughs> it's not safe. It's not safe for people out here. When I'm driving, because I'm seeing double of everything. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. what do you do when you have a bad day? Because you're so cheerful. Like, oh. I'm almost to the point where I'm like, yo, Michelle don't have bad days. Oh, that's hilarious. And she's you left-handed. Should, you mm-hmm. should ask Alex if I have bad days. <laughs> I should? Alex is her roommate. This person we refer to is her roommate. Um she saves lives. She yeah, she's a medical professional. I, yeah. I definitely have bad days. I uh when I do we li- yeah, so we live right next to Duke Forest. Um uh, I've been walking through the forest lately, honestly. Word. Um walking through the forest and just like it's interesting to notice how it changes like as the seasons are changing or like after a rain or just different things. Just like trying to pay attention to like something that's outside of myself, I guess like Cause I, I can definitely just like get in my head and get into these like cycles of like, uh, anxiety or stress. Are you mean to yourself in your head sometimes? I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I can be, but like, I also try to usually catch myself and be like, like snap out of it kind of thing. So it's kind of like a thing where it's like, yeah, I might be mean to myself and then I try to recognize that I'm doing that and, like, you know, make have different self-talk, if you will. You should try meditation. You, yeah. Have you tried it? A little bit. Um, but, yeah. It's I, my thing. It's my jam. Okay. Yeah, I just sit outside sometimes. I go in my happy place. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's useful. It's really useful because you learn to control your mind. And you can put yourself in different positions. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when someone's irritating me, you know where McNeil is in Mexico, <laughs> and I am having a good time. I got a margarita in my hand, uh-huh. and you're sitting here yelling to me about a report this late. Mm-hmm. I just took a shot. I just took a shot of tequila with the with the worm in it. Yeah, and it's making me sick. But it's okay. I'm still having a good time though. <laughs> That's funny. No, I heard this quote that was like. Don't believe everything you think. And I like that. I like that. So it's like if I if I think to myself something just like really negative about myself or about like whatever, it's like, okay, but like that's something that my mind is telling me, but like that may or may not be true. And like I don't have to I don't have to believe that and like live in a world where that is true. You know, like if I if I'm at work and I'm like, oh like I just I've made that mistake and like I'm a terrible person now and I can like do this whole spiral. It's like, okay, but like, is that actually true? Or like, whether it is or not, like, I don't have to like believe that or like let that shape my reality or whatever, you know? Don't believe everything that you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking about that statement coming from someone who writes with their left hand <laughs> who I have already known that I know that y'all are planning something and you're telling me not to believe that thought yeah I'm trying to brainwash you right now <laughs> I don't know you can join I don't my know, cult I can I promise you no 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 I was I was kind of hitting that I wanted to join I can I can't actually write with my left hand but I can practice okay yeah it just takes a little bit of practice is there like a test to see like how good you write with your left hand yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you're also going to have to be able to write really poorly with your right hand. <laughs> I just looked at my right hand, y'all. <laughs> I got to betray you. <laughs> <laughs> I know your right hand's been for been there for you, but you got to turn your back. During some tough times. <laughs> <laughs> In those two months I can't see. Oh, God. <laughs> no, okay, no. I knew, I knew that's where that was going. I set you up for that. <laughs> you did. You threw the lob. I forgot it was 2018. <laughs> and I made the jerk. I went there. So what advice would you give somebody who currently is in a spot where they don't know what they want to do? Or they're not happy in their current spot? I would say you always, you always have more options than you think you do. And things aren't as bad as you think they are. And uh, I got so many lines. You just, you just sitting, they're like, I only wanted one answer, but you just. Look, uh, like, you got you have options, even if they're not ideal. Like, yeah, you can get out of a bad job, and I've seen, you can get out of a bad relationship. And I've seen friends on the on the bad side of the thing and then on the good when they made the decision to, like, get out of the job, get out of the relationship, whatever, and, like, it's a completely different person. Right? So I think that, like, just, like, our whole concept of, like, ourselves is, like, you might think, like, I am this person. That means I do these things or I don't do these things. And it's, like, uh, it's like that line in Hitch. You know that movie? Uh, Don't bring up Hitch, but, yes, I do. (laughs) I know Hitch so well. And the fact that you brought that up, I got to tell you a story. Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do do this quote. Go ahead. When Hitch is, is dressing up Kevin James. And he's, like, putting the shoes on. And he's like, oh, I don't know if these shoes are me. And Will Smith's like, you look good in the shoes. You picked out those shoes. You're wearing the shoes. Like, these shoes are you. 
um, uh, it's like, oh, I feel like he says something else where it's like, uh, oh, you is a very fluid concept right now. And that's what I would say. It's like, if you feel like you're in a bad situation, if you feel stuck, like you is a fluid concept and like nothing that you're experiencing right now is forever. Um, and you have the power to affect like change in that situation. Cause I feel like a lot of times I felt powerless or like I couldn't like, this is just how it is, throw my hands up kind of thing, but that's not true. And when we start exercising our power and like claiming that, like that changes everything. Tell me about Hitch. Oh, uh, I had two movies in college and, uh, and by saying two movies, I had two movies that I would, when I invited someone back to my place that I would watch. (laughs) And it was the dark night. Uh, for a Netflix and chill situation. Yeah. For Netflix. This is before Netflix. Uh So you had to have your movies. Uh And, uh, it was the dark night Mm -hmm. because it was super long and that gave us ample time. Mm-hmm. And then Hitch, if I thought it was like going to be a little quick, you know, mm-hmm. which is going to be because it's about <laughs> 89 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> Not including the credit. So you have you have about 90 minutes to get the job done. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I've watched Hitch a lot. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. thank you, Will Smith. <laughs> And uh, thank you, R.I.P. to Heath, Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. But yeah. S- talking about his actor performance several times, I was like, oh, my God, the way he acts in this movie. I, I had the lines down pat. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you you know, like, when uh, a certain scene comes on, you can make this joke. Exactly. Oh, I had up. it down yeah. pat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Hitch is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Um, was my next question for you. Uh, what would you say to younger self? To my younger self? Oh, no. I have an even better question okay. for you. Okay, all right. Uh, would, you rather give, would you rather give advice to your younger self or have your older self give you advice now? Like future self. Oh, oh okay. So are you saying, you're saying basically... Can I rewrite? Would I rather rewrite my past or rewrite my future? Yeah. Future. Okay. Why? Uh. Ah, I think. I mean, in an ideal world, like I would have come to these different realizations that I've had a lot sooner than like thirty-one. But at the same time, it's like made me who I am, and I can't be upset about that. You wouldn't be on this podcast, maybe. There's a chance. <laughs> oh, no. Butterfly effect. <laughs> that movie freaked me out, by the way. <laughs> I watched that in college, and it freaked me out. But, um, yeah, I think I would rather just, like, move forward and, like, not – I don't regret anything that happened. Like, yeah, just, like, I want to always be growing and, like – be stronger every day and if my future self can help me with that i'll take it okay yeah okay i wonder what future michelle looks like hmm i was gonna say she's bald (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) tattoo sleeve oh (laughs) i'm into that yeah i got three right now i'll take i'll take a sleeve Uh, okay i was seeing like a sleeve uh leather gloves um am i a hitman (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you've completely gone the. 
and you say a eulogy as you pull the trigger. Like you're you're a sniper hitman, uh-huh. and you say like a preacher eulogy mm-hmm. and like kiss your. <laughs> key. I'm like, you were a good dude. Uh, exactly. Pop, pop. <laughs> you kiss the cross on your uh, on your neck as you do it. <laughs> Like you're real religious with it. Yeah. It, they, you found a way to make the thing, two things merge. It's like killing is my religion. Exactly. <laughs> you can quote me on that, guys. Killing uh, is my religion. Uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. So what all have you learned? Like if you had to give a, a sentence mm-hmm. to describe your journey, what would you say? Oh, man. A sentence. Or I, an elevator pitch. Oh, man. I think... Swoo, swoo, swoo. It's been about, I would say, figuring out what works for me, whether or not it works for other people, whether or not it works for my family, whether or not it works for my friends, but does it work for me? And screw your friends, <laughs> screw your family, <laughs> screw your dog. It don't matter about them. You heard it here first. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and and hoping that people will still like love and accept me when I make the choices that are best for myself, you know. But it's like at the same time, I can't uh, live my life hoping that people will accept that because like it's been weird uh you know telling my family about like yeah like I don't go to church anymore like don't necessarily believe in God I accidentally have cussed in front of my family a few times and like is that like a hell condemnation like when you curse in front of Christian people well for my family yeah I was afraid of like I didn't drink in front of them so I was like probably 28 oh wow um so yeah, I think it's just, like, growing in, like, courage, growing in who I am, and, uh, yeah, I forgot your original question, but... That's the thing. Sometimes yeah. I'll be asking questions, and I forget them, too, and <laughs> people are like, I forgot your original question. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing. But, yeah, I guess just in, like, terms of, like, what I've learned or whatever, it's just... I've learned a lot about myself, and, like, like, even, uh coming over here we were leaving the fair and I started walking real fast and my friends that I was with they could tell that like I was anxious because they're like yeah Michelle never walks fast (laughs) (laughs) so it's like even just like learning things about myself like oh like if I'm anxious or stressed like I'm gonna walk fast whereas like normally I'm just kind of like chill moseying whatever you know Um, what I'm gonna incorporate because of that because I've heard that before there's a brewery over there I think I did it once I haven't done it since. Just get a beer or two before the show so we can relax, mm. chat. There's no need to be walking fast. Maybe it'll calm people's anxiety down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. That sounds good. Sorry you missed out on the special. Oh, man. You owe me a beer. I do. I do. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I will get you a beer. That sounds no. good. No, Michelle's cool, y'all. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to bring it up on the episode, but do you remember me and you had a heart-to-heart? Oh, no. <laughs> do you I, do you remember at the festival you and I had a heart-to-heart? Oh, God. I haven't brought it up, but do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> okay. It, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those situations you get some alcohol in me and I just start talking, I just start talking and talking and talking and talking. I was like... 
Wow. <laughs> Learned a lot. <laughs> Things you never wanted to know. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You got the red face going. It's cool. I, was, I just wanted to bring it up on air that you and I had the heart to heart, but I'm not going into the heart to heart. No, I've honestly, I've had so many conversations with, with people where I'm a little buzzed and I just like start talking either about my feelings or I want to know about their feelings. Like I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? But how are you really doing? And just like have these like deep conversations. <laughs> I like it. And speaking of deep conversations, it's time for you to have a deep conversation with the people. Okay. All right. Are you ready for your second motivational speech? Let's do it. The first one, need I say it, was legendary. Oh, no. I might because I, I record it towards the middle. Mm-hmm. I still have it. I might put the two together. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I hope I have different things to say. Oh, we're watching. We know you like to splice together stuff. <laughs> so yeah, maybe. just remix my two speeches. <laughs> exactly. <together. laughs> All right. L- look, guys. Oh, the music hasn't started. Oh, there we oh. go. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, if you believe you can achieve. <laughs> no, for real, though. Um, oh, man. Guys, you're so great. Like, I feel like a lot of times, especially especially women or left-handed people or anybody that has something against them, right? You might live your life just feeling real shitty about yourself. But, like, the thing is that, like, you're great. And I know that, and I hope you know that. And, like, even when things are hard, like, make brave choices for yourself. Make, make brave choices for yourself. Move into that future that you want to live in that you might not think is even possible. Make that vision board and achieve what you want to achieve. You is a very fluid concept, so don't let who you've been in the past keep you from who you want to be in the future. Um, that's it, guys. Just do, just do it, as Nike would say. <laughs> So you had, if you believe you can achieve, <laughs> you is just fluid and just do it. I yeah. just spliced it from uh, just, You're taking it. You're taking wonderful concepts and you're putting them all together. I'm a real plagiarizer. Hey, it happened. I was, thank you. I was trying to think of the P word. <laughs> the, uh, but when you were telling me that you took from other terms, I was like, what is the P word that you still content? It's like, it's not procrastination. That's like a whole different word. <laughs> Okay, so you're a plagiarizer. What do you got going on? Uh, let's see. I feel like I don't have. Oh, I'm gonna be in a Halloween show at the pit. Uh, celebrity, um, impressions, stuff like that. Should I say what celebrity I'm gonna be or no? Go ahead. Okay, I haven't told anybody this. You're announcing on well, air for all seven listeners. I told uh, I told Alex earlier, maybe Suzanne, but um. I think I'm going to, well, I think I'm going to be Abe Lincoln, but then Alex suggested zombie Abe Lincoln, so I might be zombie Abe Lincoln. I like that. Yeah. But I know everybody else is going to be like modern day celebrities, but like, I don't know. He's a celebrity in his own right. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I could be celebrity Abe Lincoln and have like a shiny hat. I don't know. Are you, If you're zombie Abe Lincoln, did you, are you going to have like the bullet wound or how far are we going into this? Uh, so my other roommate bought some like zombie makeup, so I'm gonna see what she has and okay. see if I can make a a bullet wound or something. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you get 
Suzanne, <laughs> and Alex on the show. On your show? Yes. Can Absolutely. you make it happen? Absolutely. I'll T- talk to them. Thank you. I appreciate have that. Have you tried to reach out to them and they... I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now I've reached out to Suzanne. Okay. I don't know how to get in touch with Alex. Okay. But we'll make it happen. All right. I've got her number. I'll, I'll, You'll do I'll it? reach out to her. You'll yeah. be the middleman? <laughs> yeah. I'll be the... That's a drug concept, by the way. That is... Okay. Middleman is, is is a drug concept. I just want to show you how far you've gotten from the church. Okay. Now, what if I told you that I have sometimes served as a middleman <laughs> in the drug concept kind of way? What? You're a middleman out here? <laughs> oh, it's 2018. You're a middle woman. You're hey, a middle I'm a middle woman. person. You're a middle. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> that is what... That is what I'm going to – that's one of the goals of the podcast. I want the term middleman to get thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) We're fighting the patriarchy out here. Lofty goal. (laughs) Fudge the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Even in the drug community. Oh, yeah. So so I'm doing that Halloween show, and then I'm doing – there's a storytelling event at the pit in a couple weekends, and uh, I'm going to tell a story in that. Oh, what? Yeah. When is that? I think it's like November 2nd, that weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to tell a story. Send me the Facebook invite. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, Yeah, I'll do that. So how do you want to leave the people? It's about time for us to get mm. out of here. Uh, How do I want to leave the people? I want to leave them with joy in their hearts. That was beautiful. <laughs> Y'all, that was this episode and this week's episode of Humor in Mistakes. Michelle is smiling from ear to ear. We're on every week on 103.5 FM. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. I got some new things coming for y'all. I got a producer now who is helping me direct the podcast in a different way. Things are going to go well. I can't wait for y'all to see the results. Holla at your boy.